Amen. Amen. We bless God on today. Welcome to Women of the Covenant podcast. This is your host, Prophetess Mika King, coming to you from Hope and International Media Community Center. That is our new name. So I'm going to re- tell you the name again. It's Hope International Media Community Center. We were formally known, we were formally, it's early in the morning, y'all. <laughs> we were formally known as Hope International Ministry, and you will still see um, in some places um, until everyone gets, you know, familiar with the new name, you will still see in some places Hope International Ministry. Amen. So I am happy to be before you on today. I have a message, and this message is really universal, universal, and it's all inclusive to men and women, you know, and so I am just great grateful to bring it before you on today and I don't usually do this before um I I uh talk or anything like that because this is a very casual talk you know and, and I'm not a singer at all you know sometimes when the anointing falls on me I can I can hold a tuner for a little bit but I'm not a singer you know at all but I just want us to enter into like a spirit of worship a little bit and just to get our minds focused on God. Um, this is what I'm going to be talking about is something that not many like to talk about, but um, let's just get our hearts and minds on one accord so that we can hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. So I'm just going to sing a small worship song. It's one of us, uh, a basic worship song. It's one of my favorite worship songs. And um, just going to sing a little bit of it, and we're going to move on, and we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you lord hallelujah lord we thank you and we give you honor and we give you praise on today because you are the lord this is the day that the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it we are so grateful unto you god that we have breath in our body we have the activity of our limbs lord god and we are able to praise your holy and righteous name So we ask that you would be in the midst of this podcast. We ask that anyone who listens to this podcast would fill your anointing, would fill your glory, would fill your power. And that if they are unsaved, Lord God, that you would even save their soul, Lord God. We pray that you would fill them with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord God, that you would move through this podcast, through this women's ministry of Women of the Covenant. Not only through this particular um, a session, but through all the sessions, Lord, we pray this for this podcast, Lord. And we ask, Lord God, that in all our getting, we would get an understanding that whatever it is for us to understand and to learn on this session today, that we would learn it, we would grasp it, and we would understand it because we know that knowledge is power. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom and reverence unto your name and respect unto you. And so we ask, Lord, that 
you would just help us to respect you more, to to honor you more, and to realize that when we come before you, we must come before you with the right attitude. So we honor you and we thank you. We give you praise on today. Have your way, none of me, but all of you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so we are actually going to be talking about giving on today. And like I said, this is a sour topic. A lot of people do not talk about this as often. And sometimes when they do talk about it, they manipulate it or they um, use it to their benefit. And the Lord has really wanted me to just talk to you ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. Talk to you ladies and gentlemen about uh about giving and about sowing seeds and about uh, giving an offering. All these are ways that we give unto the Lord. So I'm going to just quickly just go over some uh, Christian terms that people use when they talk about giving. Okay. And really all it is, is all it breaks down to meaning is giving a donation, a donate. Y'all have to excuse me giving a donation. I'm a little tongue-tied this morning. I've been up and praying and praying for the ministry. I'm believing God for some things. And so I have been crying out to him this weekend and praying for um, some things for the ministry. So, and for myself personally in my household. So you have to excuse me for a minute. I'm a little tongue-tied, but uh, yes. So some Christian terms I'm going to briefly go over that basically mean donation. It just means giving a donation, but, excuse me, but they are different types of donations. Okay, so we're going to talk about first, um, briefly, a love offering. You might hear people say, um, I'm going to give a love offering. People say a love offering, generally, it usually means they're giving a love offering to their pastor or to a leader of the church. Um, or they might be blessing someone out of appreciation. Maybe it's their birthday and maybe they are a clergy member or a minister or a church leader. So usually in that term of reference, a love offering, you hear it in that way. Um, when you're in church, sometimes they'll say, okay, we're going to take up an offering and we're going to take up a love offering. So what that means is, um, it's a guest, uh, speaker or preacher, and they are taking up the regular offering for the church and then the love offering that goes to the preacher specifically. Okay, and um, I'm just going to say this. Um, Many times preachers have set fees when they come to churches uh, to preach. Um, Some of them, um, especially those who are unknown and are not famous, um, but maybe locally famous, still can have a set fee um, when they come to the church because they are full-time ministers, they are full-time preachers and teachers, and this is how they gain their livelihood. And so that's why they have a set fee. And in the Bible, it tells us that the workman is worthy of his hire. So it's nothing wrong with a preacher charging a fee to come to preach uh, or teach at a church or at a function or whatever. So like a workshop or um, doing classes, it's nothing wrong with a preacher charging a fee to preach because even if they are part-time ministry, a workman is still worthy of their hire, okay? And that's what the Bible says, and you can look it up, you can Google it, okay? Um, so, 
that is what love offering means. Okay, so you have a regular offering and then you have the tithes and offering. So when you go to church, you'll say, okay, um, we're going to take tithes and offering. So the offering, the general offering is for those members who, I mean, sorry, not members, but the general offering is for those people who might come visit the church that day and they are not members of the church. And so they're giving an offering. They're just reaching in their pocket, you know, and they're saying, okay, well, Lord, this is what, how are they, how they're supposed to do it is they're supposed to say, well, Lord, what do you want me to give to this particular ministry? And they're supposed to pray about it first. And allow the Holy Spirit to touch their heart as to what amount they should give or what number they should give. And then they're supposed to give it. And as they give it in faith, if they're believing God for something, maybe they need a job, you know, maybe they, maybe um, someone is sick in their family and they're believing for their healing. Not that we are paying uh, for a blessing because that's not how it works. It's saying, God, I believe you enough and I reverence you enough that I'm giving you this offering for the blessing of your church, for the blessing of your ministry, that this is your ministry and I'm giving you this offering and this is just my prayer request and I'm just attaching a seed to it, okay? Now that goes on as a seed. So when you attach your faith and you name it, it becomes a seed, okay? So when you give an offering and you're just giving money, it's an offering. When you put a name to it and you put your faith to it, it becomes a seed, Okay, just like when a farmer is is sowing um, crop, okay, that's he sows seeds. Each seed has a name. There's corn. There's you know uh, greens or cabbage or whatever he's planting at the time. Whatever he's going to plant has a name. Okay, so when you attach your faith to that offering and you say. God, I'm believing you for this. And when you attach your faith, you're also doing it in joy. You're not saying, well, I know I'm supposed to do this, so let me just give this dollar in, or let me just give these $2 and and just throw this in the offering, you know, because I don't want to be the only one not giving. That's not the right attitude to have when we give, you know, because it says if you're going to give grudgingly, it's better that you don't give at all. Keep your money, Okay. If that's the way you feel about it, keep your money. All right. So, um, but we're, we're giving out joyfully out of expression of love to God, out of expression of love for his people and to see the advancement of his kingdom. And truly ministry does cost money. And that money is supposed to go, the money that is given is supposed to go towards the heating, the electric, the bills of the ministry, the upkeep of the church, if there is a mortgage, all those things that come with um, um, building a ministry. Um, It goes to the bills of the church. Um, It goes to paying the pastor their, uh, their salary. Okay. And if he, if it's a big enough church, he or she to have ministers that are on payroll, it goes to paying them as well. Um, then sometimes churches have programs for the community and food pantries and other kind of things, those costs too. So it goes to those costs and administrative costs and different things like that. So church is not just 
praying for people and laying hands on people and people getting slain in the spirit and, you know, preaching and teaching. And there's a business into it too. And all money has to be accounted for and recorded and different things like that. So it's, it's very, um, it's very much a business just as much as it is a service to people and an upliftment to people and an encouragement to people as Christians. Okay, so and then tides. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm going to go more in detail about tides. But tides, um, tides is for those who are members of that church that attend that church regularly, who are sitting under that pastor. They are saying, "Okay, I am allowing you to be my spiritual leader. I am coming into partnership with you to be my spiritual leader." over my soul and I am agreeing with you that I want you to teach me about God okay and so in agreement with that as the Bible says that we are supposed to give our tithes 10% of our earnings I am giving you 10% or giving the church 10% of my earnings okay so say if you only earn $20 that would be $2 I'm just saying, but we know we, we are more than $20 in a week. Okay. So, or two weeks, but I'm just saying, I'm just giving that as an example. That's what we would do. And then we will also attach an offering to it if we can. Now we know that these are hard financial times and people are struggling. People are looking for employment. People are looking for regular jobs. You know, people are losing their jobs ever since COVID. It, it has changed the economy of America from not just from uh, black people struggling or low-income people struggling or people in impoverished areas struggling, um, but it made a universal struggle, you know, in America. It kind of leveled the playing field. Now some people are getting back to where they once were, but some people that were on the lower end of the economy are still struggling to get back. You know, they, they, their struggle or some people that was in the lower end of the economy are still just in the struggle, you know. So, um, but we know we serve a God who can provide for our needs. We serve a God who is a miracle worker and we serve a God who can do the impossible. And that's where our faith comes in, because if you are going to pray about something, You need to believe that you are going to receive it. Because if you don't believe that you are going to receive it, then the prayer is ineffective. Because the word of God says that a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways. Okay. So, and when I say man, man means in general man and woman. Okay. So I have a couple of scriptures here. And this is the base of uh, our talk on today. Is Hebrews 11 4, 2 Corinthians 9 7, 2 Thessalonians 3 10, and Malachi 3 10. Okay, I'm just going to go over these scriptures briefly because we're already into 15 minutes, but this is really a sound teaching, and the Lord really wanted me to give this talk. You know, I'm not trying to um, beat you over the head with telling you um, uh, what you should do and how you should use your money. Because we are all adults here. 
and we know right from wrong. We can all read the Bible for ourselves and we all have some degree of of wisdom and knowledge and an uh, understanding and interpretation. You know, you don't have to be a preacher or teacher to under, be able to understand the word of God. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit will teach us all things that we need to know and bring back the remembrance, bring back to our remembrance those things that the, the, that the Lord has spoken unto us. So I'm not trying to beat you over the head with the word of God, you know, and I'm not trying to put you in judgment or anything like that. What I'm trying to do is lay a firm foundation to let you know how you are supposed to, how the church is supposed to handle its money, what is supposed to be done with the money, how it is supposed to be used. So you are not ignorant of how things are supposed to be. So if you go into a church and it's not being done the correct way, number one, you need to make a decision. Are you going to stay or are you going to leave? Number two, are you going to confront them? (laughs) Because as, uh, as uh, believers, you know, and as Christians, we have a responsibility to each other that if we see our brother off or we see our brother arrowing, that we can go to them personally, not go run around and tell the whole church the mistake that we've seen or the error that we've seen or gossip to everybody about what we've seen. No, we go directly to our brother and say, look, this is what the Bible says. This is how it's supposed to be done. Is everything okay? You know, uh, and even before we go to the brother or sister, first we need to pray about it. Let me make that clear. First, we need to pray about it and ask God what we should do. Because sometimes it's just a matter of prayer and prayer does change things. And prayer is very effective. And there's no time and distance in prayer. Amen. Y'all excuse my dog, he barking. (laughs) Okay, so... um, all right, so Hebrews 11.4 says, By faith, Abel bought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offering. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. Okay, so Abel did the right thing. He gave the Lord of his first of his first the first fruits and so when they say the 10 percent, they're saying the 10 percent off the top some people do it off the groove some people do it off the net that is up to you and god how you choose to do it you know some people do it off the net and then give 10 percent off their uh taxes you know and then some people do it off the groove. so it's, it's your choice of how you want to do it all right but we give the 10 percent amen of our tithes and Abel did it with the right attitude he gave off the first he gave the best you know of the best of what he had and he gave without an attitude so that's what made Abel's offering better than Cain's offering but the Lord went to Cain and told him that sin crouched at the door and he could have corrected it but he chose not to correct it he chose a Cain chose to allow jealousy to take over his heart. Jealousy birthed murder and killed his brother all over because his offering wasn't accepted. So we have to allow those things that come in our heart and those those things that um, are unseen by the natural eye, but that God can see. We need to make sure that we check ourselves, you know, that we don't have any grudges and oughts against our brother or our sister. 
because they can turn into things that fester and cause hate and wrath and that's not what we want okay second corinthians 9 7 every man according to every man according as he purposes in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or of necessity for god loveth a cheerful giver again that's what i told you i told you that you're going to pray about your offering when you give an offering say you go to visit a church or maybe you're going to a conference and uh you want to give an offering you pray about it first ask the lord which what he wants you to give um give that number he tells you to give be obedient to that and name your seed tell god okay i'm believing for this um you know i believe you're going to do this or that whatever your faith level is whatever you're believing god for and plant your seed amen and the, the harvest doesn't always come back as monetary you know you could be believing god for one thing he'll do that thing and then because when the harvest comes back it, it it's multiplied all right it's multiplied it doesn't just come back for what you pray for it comes back for more than that okay so um and it doesn't always come back in money and come back in other ways so we have to be sensitive to god's spirit to realize oh that's when I, when I gave that offering that time and God answered my prayer, this is this is the benefits of that, you know, because God will drop it in your spirit. Remember when you did this and you did that, this is why this is happening or that's why this is manifesting because you were obedient in this area. And again, it's so important that when you give, give joyfully, give with a peace of mind give with a clear heart give with um without an attitude second thessalonians 310 and i really wanted to talk about this and i know this one is going to be a long podcast but i really wanted to talk about this one and this is for our international people and i want to explain this to some of you americans too so let's go into this one second thessalonians 310 for every for even while we were with you, we used to give you this order. If anyone is not willing to work, then he is not is not is not to eat either. Okay. So, all right. The reason why I say this is because the Bible does tell us that we are to give offerings to the poor, we are to help the homeless, we are to help the needy. And a lot of times it is the culture of third world countries like Africa, mostly in Africa, but those people who are struggling elsewhere, sometimes they can feel like Christians are obligated, especially Americans or Europeans or those in um, uh, countries with better opportunities than they have are obligated to give to them. And that is not the case. Okay, that is not the case. I'm not saying that we don't give to the homeless. I'm not saying that we don't help, um, that we don't help the poor because um, that is what churches should do. Churches should have outreach ministries. And I believe that the church should take a greater stance in this and helping the poor and helping the homeless and helping the communities and helping the people around them and, and helping uh, internationally 
you know, the church should take a greater stance and it's not just mega ministries that have millions and millions of dollars, but also helping those around us, you know, in our local communities. But what I'm saying is that there is a culture in Africa that believes that Americans, you know, should help, uh, should help them and are obligated to help them and are entitled to help them because they are so poor and it is so hard to get a job there. Now, granted, it is very, very hard to, to live there. Now, I have not lived there. I have never even been there and stepped foot in Africa. One day I hope and I pray and I believe that God will allow me to preach and teach in Africa. However, I do have friends there. I do have members there who live there. So I know that it is very hard there. It is very, very different life from America to Africa. However, we serve the same God and the God of America is the same God of Africa. And he can raise you up in Africa just like he can raise someone up in America. Even though there are very, very, very different economic climates, God is the God of the impossible, okay? So we are not obligated to give to them. Even though it may be hard to get a job, you have to be willing and you have to have the faith. You cannot, you cannot use your life as an excuse to scam people or to always look for handouts from others. You have to believe God enough to try. That's what I'm saying. If you're willing to try, if you're willing to look, if you're willing to search, says you, you, the word says, if we seek God, we will find him. In God are solutions, in God are answers. And there are mega ministries in Africa that do very, very well. And every part of Africa is not poor. Amen. And there are opportunities. So we cannot use excuses. We have to be willing to try. We have to be willing to try. And we have to be willing to have faith. And we have to do the necessary steps to take to allow God to, to, to use us or to allow us to hear God's instruction and direction on how we need to get the solution or opportunity, like fasting and praying, um, asking, open up our mouth to talk to people, you know, um, doing the research, whatever it may take. We have to be willing to do that and to follow God's instruction. And finally, Malachi 3.10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour you out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Amen. So that is the benefit of, of giving your offering, giving your tithes, that God will bless you. But we don't give out of necessity. We don't give because we need something, you know. And if it comes down to a point where, oh, man, all I got is my rent money, you know. And the rent money is equal to my tithe. Pay your rent. Because it says don't give out of necessity, you know. Now, some people would, some people would, uh, 
maybe be late when I rent and pay it next time. And I'm not saying that's not wrong, but because God said he will open the windows of heaven. So I'm not saying it's not wrong. But what I'm saying is the word does say don't give out of necessity. Okay. So what I'm saying is that God allows us to do things in decency and order, and we must obey the laws of the land as well. So we must use wisdom in what we do. And he doesn't want us to give outside of our means. He doesn't want us to uh, be manipulated into giving or scammed into giving, <laughs> feel guilt, a guilt trip into giving. <laughs> All right. So, but the benefits of giving, and we don't give to get, we give because we love God and we, because we want to obey him. And... There will be so much blessing, we won't have room to store it. And in that so much blessing, that's when we have that overflow. And that's when we can do and help others. Amen. I pray this has blessed you. I pray you have learned something. And I pray it really gets into your spirit. And I really pray you have learned something. God bless you. And I'll see you next time.